AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. 952-946-6205. Robert Burrill is comedian extraordinaire. He is going to be at the Laugh Camp uh, Comedy Bar coming up here on uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, 8 p.m., both days this week. He's kind enough to step in. We're going to have him on the air next week, too, just because it's Burrill and he makes me laugh. Hey, Robert, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Matt. Yourself? I'm doing well. You you were, were you, you were headlining in St. Louis the last time I saw. It was, that was not that long ago, was it? No, that was last weekend. I was doing the uh, one of the funny bones they have out there. How, how did it go? Great. It went great. I mean, I've I've done enough political comedy and enough clubs where I I can read a room, and I have enough for both sides too. I have Biden jokes and stuff like that, and so there's like a formula I have too where I. I kind of open with with, and then I also have some RFK Junior stuff that's been going really well. Well, so I mean, that's, I, I can balance that out later on. That's called low hanging fruit, my friend. I mean, my God, that guy's a, that guy's a, a bag of cats. But I mean, I don't know if you've ever, ever been to uh, Missouri, but low hanging fruit is the only kind that some of those people will consume. So you need to uh, <laughs> do what you can. St. Louis is that's a pretty democratic town, though. Still, isn't it? In Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City is kind of. They 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 they're Jekyll and Hyde town over there. They 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 got a real far right element to it, but they got a lot of you know. I think just because they got good barbecue, that kind of mellows them a little bit. But St. Louis is kind of it's more on the left, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would imagine. Um, just I, a lot of my new material is just kind of issue focused, so I'm not really like coming at it from a, like a partisan lens as much as they're like, well, we can all agree this is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. the Michelangelo's David thing, yeah. the book banning, stuff like that, where I'm, I'm not uh, targeting Ron. Well, no one needs to target Ron DeSantis. He's doing enough job of torpedoing himself, but it's not like I'm going after specific Republican candidates. It's just like picking some of the crazier policies and ridiculing those. And that uh, goes over a lot better. No one has walked on stage in those white boots, dude. You need to do that one show. Come on out in the Ron DeSantis white boots. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, be beautiful. If I can ask you, because you just brought up something that I find to be fascinating, because I have, you make me laugh. I think you're one of the funniest human beings I've ever heard in my entire life. I have all of his oh, albums. Everyone should have his albums. They're fantastic. The uh, having watched your career kind of blow up here, and you're you're going, you're you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Do you notice that your your comedy writing is changing? I mean, you start off a, a comedian seems to start off with kind of more simple one liners, and then you kind of got into more political jokes. But now, are you starting to notice that you're kind of getting in more of that, you know, you know, kind of larger concept, you know, comedy that that you you see a lot of the comedians uh, that are that are successful starting to do more and more of. I will say that I think my my writing has gotten much more thorough in that uh, while I still do the occasional one-liner, I think if it's uh, more of a bit that's, that's political or topical or something like that, I, I think I've gotten a lot better at digging deeper beneath the initial jokes to, to find, a, I don't know, a more interesting or edgy or compelling kind of a, a through line or a nice like thought pattern to follow through that mm. uh uh ends up being probably a bit more controversial but I'm I've as I've developed as a writer I think I've also developed more as a performer to kind of have the courage to not be afraid to lose some of the audience by saying something 
that I'm not, I might not even believe just doing it ironically <laughs> to kind of provoke them and stuff and just to get a reaction. And one of the things I think is missing from comedy is, is just like the ability, the, the ability or willingness to just do something a little outrageous for the sake of like, okay, yeah, like it's no fun if I go up here and I just say stuff that everybody agrees with. Cause then it's like, what are we doing? So yeah. it's fun to kind of like poke and prod him a little bit and, um, I'm a big fan of Bill Burr and I know he does that a lot too, where he'll go off on a rant for six or seven minutes. And then like the next seven minutes just completely contradicts everything he just said, like, yeah, but I could see. And, and so, uh, the more I've done it, the more I've learned that you're a lot more successful if instead of, you know, going up there and saying, well, this is the right answer. You just go up there and go like, well, we can all agree. This isn't the answer. And it, it's a much more unifying approach regardless of what the individual audience members' political beliefs are. Does it make for better writing? And obviously there's a writer's strike going on right now um, that, mm-hmm. that is out there. But when the strike is Which over— Which in Jimmy Fallon's case isn't a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> I certainly miss <laughs> I certainly miss Kimmel and Colbert, but I mean, I'm, Fallon, that, that uh, is not a, a gaping hole I need filled anytime soon is the lack of Jimmy Fallon content. The— does have you noticed because what you described there? I mean, it's it's kind of the genesis of uh, you know a, a comedy writer for films or movies and stuff like this. I don't have you. I mean, have you done much of that? Have you have you thought about doing something like that? I mean, if you're getting to the point where you're writing out comedy material, you're like you're you are doing right now. I think the next logical step would be writing for TV, writing for a movie or something. Yeah, I've I've written some some spec scripts and some pilots and stuff and uh haven't heard back and I I stand up really spoils you because of that instant gratification where if I think of a joke during the day I can go to an open mic or one of my shows and then like I just know like okay is there something there is there not whereas with a, a longer work much more of a commitment like a a TV show or a movie or a novel or short story or something like that. I, I write it down, but then it's like, well, is is this anything? And I I'm definitely not ruling uh, ruling out doing it in the future. But uh, right now, I'm just kind of enjoying where the the stand up writing is taking me. Well, and, and it's a lot of other people are too because you are going across the country. Uh, you, I'm going to just, uh, I'll ask you just as someone who's doing a lot of travel, I, I, I used to do business travel, which is not what you're doing per se. I mean, not saying you're not doing business, but you know, <laughs> having to carry stuff and go to meetings and stuff, ugh, not fun, but you get to go do the travel here. So have you been able to explore much of the towns you're going to, or is it kind of one of those things where you get in, you go out, do the shows and that's pretty much it. It really depends on, how long I'm in town for. So the St. Louis clubs are nice, the funny bones, because that's a Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll get in Wednesday and then I have plenty of time to see the sites and stuff during the day and do the shows at night. But if it's just a quick turnaround, if it's a Friday, Saturday, or sometimes just a Saturday, then oftentimes it's just a matter of like getting there, getting the hotel, doing the show, coming back, passing out, getting up and leaving. So uh, more often than not, it's usually at least two or three days. So I might try to split the difference and just go see one or two cool things uh, if I have more than a day. But I try not to overdo it because I'll need energy for the shows. Well, and, and the, yeah, obviously, because that's exhausting. 
I mean, I mean, I do this job, man. I mean, and, and as as much as it, I mean, this crap fest, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, do this, I do this, but I mean, it, it's two hours and I, I'm tired afterwards. I'm not in front of a live audience. That is when we used to do the state fair shows. I remember, and you did a state fair show with me one time. I remember getting done with mm-hmm. that and doing those. And I felt this felt, this felt like I did four shows in one show. I mean, it, doing a live thing is, is can wipe you out. Yeah, that and then the fact that it's like 100 degrees out every day now. The second you step outside the door, it uh, is even more exhausting without, you know, doing any kind of exercise or physical activity. Oh, St. Louis is breathing and existing out there. St. Louis is nasty. (laughs) St. Louis is nasty hot, man. Yeah, I mostly just stayed in the hotel and watched baseball games on uh, the TV, but uh, yeah, you can't even venture it. Even like times where you think, okay, maybe it'll be a little bit cooler, like five or six o'clock. Nope, ninety six. <laughs> ninety six, and and it's just humid, and yeah, you know, oh, no, I they were they tried to convince me one time to do a bike trip on that train line that they run from. You know, I wasn't going to do the whole thing because I'm not insane, but it was from St. Louis to Kansas City. There's a bike. There's a train line that they've converted into a state oh, line thing. Man, and they wanted me to do this yeah. thing and take go to wineries. And do this thing. And I said, well, what do you want to do this? I said, July. I said, not in a freaking million years. Are you crazy? I mean, to wineries? To, winery. to dehydrate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you could. I mean, it's like, is this trying to kill me? I mean, it's, you know, 100 degree bike days. And then you stop in for some Pinot Noir while I pass yeah. out. <laughs> the What has been... Is there been something where you have been able to go out and visit it, and you're like, okay, this is cool? I'm glad. I mean, obviously St. Louis, you get the arts there, but if, in any of these towns that you've been in, was there a park? Was there an, an attraction that you went there, and it's like, okay, yeah, this I, I need to come back to this. This was good. Well, last uh, so I was in St. Louis last week doing the Funny Bone, but the week before that, I was just doing like a little vacation with my family, seeing different ballparks and stuff, and we we drove through. Springfield, and I saw the uh, Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum and Library, and that was really cool. That was, in fact, even afterward, we were just talking, we all kind of agreed, my my mom, my dad, my brother and I, like, we saw four baseball games, we saw the Braves play, they were on the road, they were playing Milwaukee, the Cubs and Cardinals, all these teams were like, nah, but that Lincoln, the Lincoln Library and, and Museum was, it was just so cool, they really take you through his life, and there's this um, this uh, exhibit where it's the Emancipation Proclamation, and they have the statue of Lincoln, and the the the, uh, the proclamation is like in front of him. And as you walk through it, they have these different uh, layers of like transparent glass or whatever, but it's like images of people's faces on them, and they're all talking at the same time, all saying whether or not he should do it, and giving the different reasons. So it's it's uh, pretty overwhelming because it like really puts you inside his head of just hearing like no you can't do it you it's gonna you know we still want to patch things up with the south yes you have to do it right now you should have done it yesterday and they're all talking at the same time and it's pretty powerful. Well, you know, it's that because I'll give you another one. Gettysburg. I mean, Gettysburg is is oh, worth the yeah, price of yeah. admission. You, if you get that, you you don't need to do the tour. You just get the audio tour that you can just buy at their gift shop. Put it in your car, or, or get it, I guess get it on your iPod now. I just dated myself. Anyway, get your eight track <laughs> out and pop it on in, and you'll take you around to all the sites, and it's good. But at the you know at the same time, we know who we're rooting for there. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like you know. It's, <laughs> yeah, we can all agree who the who the bad guys were for that one. At least most of us, I think. But well, the Republican Party seems to be a little bit more conflicted. But at the same time, no, I, I've I've it, it, there are these gems out there, like you said, and that's one nice thing too. And it's very cool that you went and did that with your family because. I mean, there is a lot of America. We think sometimes just of the big cities, New York, going to L.A., something like that. But the reality is in in a lot of towns across the country, there's a lot of real cool things that you should try to make time to go see. Oh, yeah. And because I'm such a political dork, uh, the the presidential museums are something that's uh, always on my checklist if I'm remotely in the area. I did uh, a club in Grand Rapids, Michigan, a few years ago, and that was the uh, Gerald Ford you did? Uh, one, which was, I mean, considering his presidency was only like a year and a half or something, it was still pretty cool. And <laughs> I mean, doesn't matter how it seems like it doesn't matter how little time you spend as president. There's, you know, everybody's got firsts and things that they, I mean, not getting indicted three times and impeached twice or whatever. That's uh He's in a category all his own, but even somebody like Gerald Ford, where you think, what is this, just like a closet with a football jersey in it? There's still some cool stuff in there. Well, you just made up a good point. So Trump's library, what is it going to be? Is it going to be a statue made of hamburgers, <laughs> and then all the voices yep. are going to come in, and it's just going to be the judges saying, how do you plead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's collecting uh, indictments like Pokemon at this point, I think he's. He started with uh, Pornisaur. That was the Sammy Daniels one. And then uh, Spies Art, I think, at Mar-a-Lago. And now Rioty Poo. Like, I think he's he's caught them all, I think. Well, Georgia, he's still got to get that one. But I think he'll get it. Yeah, he's going to be getting that one pretty soon. Uh, is, is that one going to be in Mar-a-Lago? It's got to be good. He can't put that in New York. It'd be, it'd be you know, egged every day. He's got to have to put it down in Mar-a-Lago. I mean, I'm waiting. Someone's got to put out a, a Trump tour shirt. For next year with all of his court dates and stuff on there, right? Like someone's got to make, that just seems like great liberal merch is, you know, coming to a courthouse near you, Giuliani's opening for him, you know, the Eras tour, <laughs> touring, touring like Taylor Swift. Oh God! Except he takes money from truckers. He doesn't give the money like Taylor. He uh, needs him for his defense fund. Did you read? I, I'm I'm hesitant to go down this path, but did you read the transcript of Giuliani's tapes that of his his sex tapes that he? I actually I I just saw some before you called uh, skimming a little bit. I didn't I didn't go uh, in depth, but even uh, just a glance was like, oh man, that's. All right. He said the word boobs a lot, right? Like that's not. Who who does dirty talk and still uses boobs? <laughs> I think he's isn't he the governor from Blazing Saddles? <laughs> the <laughs> like even his even his dirty talk just sounds like like a teacher from the four. Like hey, you boobs, get to class. Like it isn't even sexual it doesn't seem like well and it's also in that high-pitched giuliani boobs you know he's just like oh yeah, yeah i'm yeah. aroused <laughs> uh, uh the so you're yeah, in- it's unbelievable like who did we, we, we reach this point as a country where you have a former president that's got like four different trials going on next and it's still probably going to get the nomination oh. well and and at the same time the republicans I mean, you have this, I mean, 
pretty much everything he's been convicted, uh, charged with, he freely has admitted doing, for goodness sakes. And yet the Republicans are saying, here's another naked picture of Hunter Biden. It's like, I, it's, it's, oh, I had yeah, yeah. For a party, for a, uh, as homophobic a party as they seem to be, they definitely don't mind passing around nude photos of Hunter. <laughs> well, I had we had a representative Omar on last hour, right? And she said, "Can mm-hmm. you imagine the poor, you know, assistant in Marjorie Taylor Greene's office that got that job for the day? I need you to blow up some <laughs> images for me." Yeah, the statue of Michael uh, Michelangelo's David, that's pornography, but a nude photo of Hunter Biden. Well, we can pass that around. That's, that's a, just good political satire. That's, that's a Christmas card right there, yeah. Happy hurting holidays. anybody, yeah. Happy it's funny how Biden gets more corrupt with each new Trump indictment, <laughs> right? Like that's – they, they can't pick a way to, to go after him because at first it was the – uh, it was like, oh, he's a vegetable. Well, he's clearly not. He's outwitted you on most budget stuff. And then it's like, okay, well, is he a vegetable or is he like the most devious crime lord in history that no one can get anything on? Like you can't be, you can't be both of those. Well, and they've gotten to so pathetic with him is now they're attacking him. Look at him. He's laying on a beach on a vacation and you're like, really? This is, this is your grand attack. Oh, he, he ate a different kind of ice cream. How dare he? They, they're so desperate <laughs> to turn anything in there because they they realize that the I think I don't think this is going this appeal of the indictments is going to last. I think by the time we get to next year, I think Trump. I'm not saying he's going to fade. He's always going to have his fan base, but I don't think it's going to necessarily nearly be the 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 selling point they think it is come election time next year. Yeah, I mean, I as much as I'd like it, I don't envision him spending any time uh, in prison. I mean, if he does, that's great, but I I feel like. He's so much more toxic in a general election than he is in the primaries, obviously, because it's not just Republicans that are deciding it, where I would I would like to think that it won't be as close as it was in uh, 2020, if indeed we get the, the Biden-Trump rematch that no one seems like... It, it reminds me of that the Dark Knight quote where it's like, it's not the rematch we want, but it is the rematch we deserve <laughs> as a country. Like, we don't, obviously, we don't deserve any better than this. I mean, this is this is who we have. And Trump, he's running away with the nominee. Every indictment, he just gets stronger. And it's going to be real fun in the debates when Chris Christie is the only one who's actually going to attack him, which makes everyone else on that stage race to come to his defense. And then it's like, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> Um, I got to tell you, we had a moment when I was up at the cabin. We had everyone together. We were having a few drinks. I put on Not the Time, your album from 2022. We listened to it and laughing our cabooses off, man. Beautiful stuff. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That, well, I got a bunch of new stuff uh, for anyone that has heard the albums. Uh, it'll be different stuff at uh, Laugh Camp this weekend. So you're at Laugh Camp this weekend. It's tomorrow and on Saturday, 8 p.m. I'll put the links out there. It's camp-bar.net is where you'll find the information about that. I'll put all the links out there. And Robert, you're coming back next week, right? Yeah, I got some more shows uh, next week as well in the uh, Twin Cities area. So I'll be on next week to plug those uh, with you as well. All right, Laugh Camp tomorrow and on Saturday. Robert Burrell there. Robert, as always, my friend, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, okay? Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. I'll talk to you next week. You bet. Robert Burrell, uh, I could make him a weekly. Easy. <laughs> the Pokemon names, man. <laughs> we'll take a
a break. Come on back. And we'll wrap up the show for a Thursday when we do return. It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950.